Welcome to the Harvest House Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, you can find us at harvesthouse.live. Proximity, why is proximity important? Proximity just means 
interested in how well you can demonstrate his lifestyle. We are not going to shift the earth by being dogmatic about concepts. We cannot think that if we theoretically believe concepts and, and then we grow enough churches and we grow them into mega churches that it's going to change the world. As it stands, that model is effectively failing. Do you realize that there are more mega churches in America right now than ever before? And in reality, not, not only that, there are more mega churches in America than ever before, but in addition to that, there are also less people going to church. Now you put that together. There are 20% less people going to church, and this, this happened in the 80s, so it's not like, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not accusing Trump. Baseball above most of the other sports. 
concept about what God wants to do. Or we have people who have been in church their whole life or knows lots of scripture, but when they can say all day long, they can quote the 91st Psalm, but they have never experienced what it means to dwell in the shelter. They have never experienced what it means for the shadow of his wings to actually reside over them. And so we value the education of experience. And what he's actually looking for is a people who aren't the smartest, they're not the most church, they're not the most religious, they're not the ones who live the cleanest, but they're willing to actually get down in the dirt and find an experience whereby it becomes a lifestyle that they can demonstrate. When Jesus came to the earth, he didn't invite any of the Pharisees or Sadducees, who were the religious leaders, to be part of the disciples. He found people who were willing to trust something they didn't understand. And that's the concept. I believe that we are now entering a shift that will move us from a John the Baptist mantle to a John the Beloved mantle. Change. 
trenches together, then fighting in the trenches together. And all along I was missing the point that the thing that it requires is that we find our seats next to one another at the table. And in the midst of that inheriting of our seat at the table of communion with our Father, that is what has brought family to such a high degree that it's beyond what I can even possibly imagine us referencing. So when we look at what this means throughout the Scripture, these four areas, like, do you remember what we're going to talk about today? We're going to talk about the four Gospels and the way one teaching is found in all four Gospels. It's actually used six times, but, but it's four Gospels. We're going to key in on, on the book of John. So you have in front of you on your sheet the instances, all six instances, in which this, uh, this phrase is used. And, and what this phrase is, is whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Now, there's variations of that. As an example, you may see this uh, the second time in Matthew. Whoever saves his life will lose it, whoever loses his life will find it. Then it says it in Mark. It says whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. Um, whenever it says it in, in Luke um, later, it says whoever saves his life will lose it. So there's variations of it. But essentially the idea of losing your life and finding it is the only scripture in its teaching that you find in all four Gospels, and it's actually used six times. So it was important enough to Jesus that not only did he keep saying it, but all the guys, when they were writing their Gospel, thought, we need to write that down. That's important. I'd like to key in on the book of John.
anyone that is willing to be miserable and on any and every uh, on any and every level imaginable. But it will be worth it. Uh, anyone that's willing to be miserable on any level imaginable will then find life. And it will be worth it because I will be rewarded in the afterlife because of my willing sacrifice. So, these, these, the way I've read it is, Jesus is appealing, if there's anyone who's willing to sacrifice themselves to such a degree that they're going to be miserable here, meaning that they're not allowed to have fun, they're not allowed, they've got to, uh, maybe if you're lucky, you've got to cancel all the cable and maybe you can talk to God and he'll allow you to have rabbit ears. So at least you can get like, you know, CBS, NBC, and and, um, and Pat Robertson. Um, you know, if you, um, you know, listen to these. You can't listen to this. I've actually, I actually one time I remember was in a shopping center with somebody, and they dropped their purchases and walked out because of what was playing on the radio. Why? Because I don't want that stuff getting on me. And that we can then inherit the in him. 
weighed that over and over and over and over. And then somehow in my mind, I even went to the degree that in my mind, CG was okay, but as soon as you add two numbers after it, I was going to hell. that that for most of us we could take the idea of heaven or hell 
we want to serve God or not. If the idea of the afterlife became of no consequence, would we still want him? Why? Because we, we've been taught to be so afterlife conscious that it determines our discipline. Why do you not sin?
Thank you for listening to this message from Harvest House Church. For more information, find us online at harvesthouse.live.